Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and tea drinker. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, and secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough Gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 365 On this day in 1666, London's Great Fire burned over a third of the city to the ground. The fire spread was a result of both environmental conditions and government incompetence, and a lesson in fire safety and community response. You'll also hear references to the Great Fire in some pop culture. A few recent examples are in an episode of Doctor Who and Batman Begins with Christian Bale. Let's reverse. In the 1600s, London was a growing city of over half a million inhabitants. The majority of the homes were built out of wood instead of stone as compared to cities like Paris. The streets were a maze of disorganized, narrow alleys and buildings that made it easy for flames to pass from house to house. Basically, the city was one giant fire hazard that nobody wanted to deal with. Fun fact, after the fire, London enacted several fire-safe measures for rebuilding the city, but the city's current layout and streets follow almost exactly the same medieval map as it did before 1666. In fact, one of the main streets in London today, Oxford Street, still follows the path of the main road through the ancient Roman outpost named Londinium. Sound familiar? <laughs> Back to our story. London seriously could not catch a break in the 1600s. In the 1650s, they had a civil war during which the king was murdered. No big deal. They had three separate epidemics of the bubonic plague. The worst one happened the year before the fire and killed around 100,000 people in only 18 months. For perspective, during the devastating COVID-19 pandemic in New York, the death rate over the same length of time was 33,684. London was finally beginning to recover from the plague when one of the great disasters of the city's history began. Shortly after midnight, on Sunday, September 2nd, 1666, a fire started in a bakery downtown. The baker woke up to smoke coming under his bedroom door and realized the first door was already ablaze. He and his family escaped by climbing from an upstairs window into a neighbor's house. Tragically, a maid was too afraid of heights to make the journey and became the fire's first victim. Experienced firefighters arrived and told the neighborhood, we have to tear down your houses to stop this fire. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist. The main way to stop fires at the time was to pull down buildings to create a fire break, basically a big gap that the flames can't reach across. We talked about this method on our August 22nd episode on California wildfires. So the firefighters knew what to do, but the homeowners were like, no, you can't tear down our houses. So the mayor got called in. He failed to make any decisive actions and hesitated when calling for the fire responses team. Experienced firefighters arrived and told the neighborhood, we have to tear down your houses to stop this fire. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist. The main way to stop fires at the time was to pull down buildings to create a fire break, basically a big gap that the flames can't reach across. We talked about this method on our August 22nd episode on California wildfires. So the firefighters knew what to do, but the homeowners were like, no, you can't tear down our houses. So the mayor got called in. He failed to make any decisive actions and hesitated when calling for fire response teams, presumably out of fear of the homeowners. He also allowed his tensions with the king to slow his response. 
refusing to accept the help of royal soldiers until it was already too late. Political tensions in a time of crisis? Hmm, sounds eerily familiar. During these fatal hours of delay, the fire swept unchecked across the city. A melted piece of pottery found where the fire started shows that the temperature reached over 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. The whole riverfront was ablaze, preventing anyone from escaping by boat. People would gather their things and run to a safe house, only to have the fire reach that safe house hours later. By the time people realized they had to escape out of the center of the city through the 18-foot wall that surrounded it, the traffic jam was at a near standstill. The fire was finally stopped on Thursday, five days after it first started. The king had finally ignored the mayor and sent in firefighters to tear down buildings, and the winds also died down. In the aftermath, the homes of 70,000 of the center city's 80,000 inhabitants had been destroyed. St. Paul's Cathedral, one of the city's most iconic buildings, was demolished. Here's an interesting side note. Did you know that property insurance can be traced back to the Great Fire in London? Property and fire insurance weren't really a thing until 1666, but after so many homes were destroyed, people were ready to spend a premium to insure their belongings. It's unknown how many people died in the fire. Amazingly, only six deaths were recorded, but of course there's a cynical catch. Historians are pretty sure that a lot of the poor people who died weren't accounted for. The fire was also so incredibly hot that many bodies may have simply been incinerated and left no trace behind. In the aftermath of the fire, people started blaming its cause on immigrants and foreigners. Individual immigrants were attacked in the streets. The baker who accidentally started the fire signed a bill falsely accusing a French man of causing it. The French man was executed, even though he hadn't even been in the country when the fire started. I guess blaming immigrants for things they didn't do is a centuries-old move. People also tried to scapegoat the Catholics. Ever heard of Guy Fawkes and the phrase, Remember, remember the 5th of November? Or maybe you saw V for Vendetta. The 5th of November refers to November 5th, 1605, and a conspiracy by a fringe Catholic group to blow up Parliament. It failed, but people stayed suspicious of all Catholics. Want to learn more about Guy Fawkes and his famed gunpowder plot? You can listen to our November 5th episode. London quickly rebuilt and was thriving again within three years. Some even say the fire may have helped clear out the rats and sewage that bred the bubonic plague. But the massive backlash against immigrants and Catholics is a timeless lesson that often, in crises, our human tendency is to blame outsiders instead of taking responsibility for our own failings. Now let's talk about music. On this day in 1987, tech companies Philips and Sony developed a new video-friendly format of the CD called the CD Video. In 1982, what we think of as traditional CDs, compact discs, gained popularity in Japan. People were adopting the format and purchasing devices that could read and play these CDs. So Philips adopted a new technology that could fit about five minutes of video onto a CD. They envisioned it as a perfect format for playing music videos, but you could only store one short music video per disc and it was pretty expensive. As you can imagine, it didn't catch on. After a few more tries at getting a good, video-friendly compact disc, engineers finally released the DVD in 1996. DVDs could hold hours of video with high quality and couldn't be copied. Until streaming disrupted the market in the mid-2000s, the DVD was the king of everything. 
And now for today's final segment, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a September 2nd in my life. On September 2nd, 2018, I was playing I was playing Minecraft with Kai Dreams, actually. <laughs> That's funny. But I also um, got a DM from somebody after I was celebrating a milestone for a song and somebody responded with, ah, why do we like the same music? And I was like, I don't know if this is a joke, but I actually sing that song. And then I, they were like, oh my God, you replied. And then I had to be like, no, but actually I, I, I sing that song and they go, no way. What? My heart. Oh my God. I can't believe this. I, I was like, this is, uh, this is interesting. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I had to explain to them that me celebrating my own song was just because it was my song and not because I had the same music taste as them, which I guess technically do have the same music taste if, if we're both listening to myself. <laughs> Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM2 every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's three